no turning back. Hello and welcome to Some Assembly Required, our podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name is Julie Adams. I'm joined by Pastor Trevor Main. Welcome, Pastor Trevor. Hey, everybody. Glad to be together on this uh, Monday morning. If you're tuning in when we first put the episode out, if you're listening later in the week, we're glad you're here too, um, as we go through our Moses series. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is good. If you are joining us driving, which is on Monday morning, I often listen to the podcast yes. on my way into work. Uh, this theme of no turning back that we're looking at this morning, it, it could be like a road sign Yes. Uh, that you'd see along the way. And uh, if you're headed the right way, if you're on the right road, you don't want to turn around. <laughs> no. So keep going. Keep going. Don't pull a Yui. <laughs> don't pull a Yui. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So Julie, we are continuing in this mm-hmm. series of messages on Moses. And we look back to this old story of God's work so many years ago, and it's amazing how we can draw so many lines that bring right to us where we live today, Mm -hmm. of lessons that we can learn and things that would help us on our journey with Jesus as we learn from how Moses and the Israelites walked with God and followed him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a a very interesting message. I definitely... um, at the beginning thought to myself oh no I, I like no I don't do it I don't do that yeah. and then as you kept going I went oh maybe ooh, maybe I do do some of those things it's easy <laughs> to think that we don't that we, we wouldn't be tempted to turn back and you think when Moses no, of course not God revealed to <laughs> Moses he said you know I've seen the Israelites I've seen their suffering in Egypt I'm sending you to them to free them from their oppression, to lead them to this promised land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah. And Moses went and he shared, God has this great plan. He's going to lead us out of Egypt into the promised land. Yeah. A land flowing with milk and honey. It's almost like this imagery of, I'm going to lead you back to Eden. Yeah. This beautiful place, almost a slice of heaven on earth. Yeah. I've got something beautiful out yeah. there. Just follow me. Off we go. And so heading that <laughs> way, you'd think, who would want to turn back? This yeah. is such a, such a great vision of what's ahead. Why would we ever, or why would they ever say, yeah. no, I'd rather go back to Egypt? Yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, but they did. And that is a, it's a bit peculiar to think that they would want to do that. Yeah. That time and time again, I, <clears throat> like, I mean, literally God did not put up a no U-turn sign, but it is there. Mm-hmm. It's in the story. God put the sign up. He had Moses repeat it. He kept pointing to it. No, let's stand firm. Let's yeah. not turn back let's continue to follow god and even i really liked when you talked about um that um that god said to moses or it was something i'm paraphrasing a little bit but that um he said you're gonna go around this way not this way because if they encounter war they're gonna want to turn back so don't go that way i liked that part because i thought oh he took them a longer way around maybe a a harder journey maybe in some ways but in other ways that was the right path to take yeah and that's where god in his wisdom he knows as humans that we have this tendency to yeah. when things get tough we might throw in the towel or go yeah. back and so right off the bat as they left the promised land or sorry as they left to go to the promised land <clears throat> they were just barely a few steps into the journey and god said i'm not going to take them through the philistine territory because no. the philistines are going to provoke them or they're going to want to fight them there's going to be a war yeah and if there's war they're just going to go want to go back to yeah Egypt. And so god carefully it was like a loving thing a shepherd he's like the good shepherd he said i'm yeah. going to take you this may not make sense to you but it makes sense to me i'm mm-hmm. taking you this way 
because I really want you to get where I'm taking you. Yeah, because yeah. we just don't have the the big yeah. picture, right? No. No, we don't. <laughs> and the Bible helps us, though, with yes. that. And that's what a wonderful thing to turn to Scripture to open it. It mm-hmm. helps us get the perspective we need because we think, oh, you know, we're on the right track and why would, you know, we wouldn't turn around. But when oh, you get yeah. into the thick of things, difficulties come. Sometimes the, the U-term the U-turn seems attractive. It does. It looks very tempting. Yep. I, I know what's back there, and I, I can do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that before. I can do that again. But. <laughs> and that's where these things started to hit me as I studied the story. And, and it's maybe strong language to say, you know, one of the things that makes a U-turn attractive for the Israelites and perhaps for you who are listening and for me for sure is just, and it seems strong, but to say our addiction to familiarity. Yes. You know, in our fear of the future. We just want to know what the day holds. I want to be able to do my thing. I want to keep my routine. And, and if God calls me to go somewhere or do something that's out of my routine, you know, I do it a little bit, but if too much change and I say, God, I just want to go back to the routine. Yes. <clears throat> and then you forget this vision, this beautiful vision that God has for the mm-hmm. future. And you start thinking, oh, I just want to go back and do it, what I did before. I want to do what I've always done. Which yeah. for the Egyptians, or for the Israelites wanting to go back to Egypt, you say, how did they... They had this vision of the past that they kind of erased the memory of the suffering. Of the abuse. And, and the, said, yeah. I just want to go back to the dinner table in Egypt because I, I liked what we had to eat. Yeah. I knew when we could eat. I knew what yep. I had to do. Life was simpler. I didn't have to walk by faith. Yeah. Just do what the Egyptians told me. But, um, but that wanting, that strong desire to have a routine, yeah. I feel it. You know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I've... Uh, I have definitely felt that, especially as, you know, I definitely have been craving that mm-hmm. that pre-COVID feel of yeah. normal, of everything. But yeah, I, find, I feel like that's a tough one, especially that that's what kind of uh, stood out to me too, yeah. is that, you know, you want it to go back to normal, but really... It will never be normal. (laughs) And and maybe to let the idea, the biblical concept that God has called us to be pilgrims settle in. Uh, Settle in because we're not to settle in on here here on earth. This is not our eternal home. We're passing through. Mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't fall into too much of a routine here because this isn't, this isn't our, our, our forever home. Yes. Yeah, we're just visiting. <laughs> and yet I think I, you said the word craving, and that's one of those things you think, okay, this what is an addiction? It's something you just crave. It's something you think you can't live without. Yes. And if you stop doing it, you get jittery, you get anxious. And so when we lose routine, those are some of the experiences we have. You know, yeah. when God says, I would like you to go forward, to break your routine, do something a little different, sometimes we experience like those withdrawal symptoms from that would be like a, even a chemical addiction. Yeah, yeah. Because we have to discipline ourselves to make a change even though we're used to doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say it takes a long time to make any kind of a change. I think it's like 21 days or more or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Boy, and you you just touched on idolatry as well. Um, that one was interesting. It's interesting. It, hit me, <laughs> it caught me off guard because like I said, when I was a kid, I learned the Ten Commandments and one of them is you shall have no other gods before me. It's like mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was taught that in Sunday school, it's like, okay, you shouldn't bow down to idols. Yeah. And I thought, whoosh, I'm glad this isn't going to be a problem for me because yeah. I, live in, I live in Ontario. There are no idols around here. Yeah. Those are I'm all good. Check. Those, those funny <laughs> carvings and gold yeah. and jewel bedazzled idols are in other countries. Yeah. And so I won't have to worry about this. But then when I read the book, 
uh, of what God was doing with Moses and the Israelites and saw that, <clears throat> that they were willing to sacrifice, they were willing to turn away from God, G-O-D, I said for G-O-L-F, <laughs> and all of you who golf panic, if, if you heard that golf, yes. why, why is golf a god? <laughs> but as a short form for garlic, onions, leeks, and fish. <laughs> and so the Israelites, as they were following Jesus to the promised land, overflowing with milk and honey, they got tired of what they're eating to the degree they said, I, they were ready to turn away from God, turn away from following him so that they could go after food. Yeah. These very simple day-to-day -day items were going to take the place of God. They were willing mm -hmm. to, to turn to that rather than follow God. And I wonder, you know, I had to think, do, how do I do that? Are there things that turn mm -hmm. my attention away from God where I'll say, I'll, I'm not willing to follow God because if I have to give this up, then I won't do it. Yes. Like I, I put a draw a line in the sand and say, God, I'm not going to follow you if I can bring these idols with me, these things with me. Yep. But if I have to give up the things, then I start to wonder maybe. Yep. And so those are idols. Idols are anything yeah. that takes the place of God in our life. And if we won't follow God, if we have to give up the things, then that shows us that we have idols in our lives that need to be gotten rid of. Yeah. Ooh. That's painful. <laughs> that is painful yeah. because it also, a lot of them can be comfort things or That's something, true. things that make us feel secure yeah. and safe. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that would be a tough one, I think. That is tough. Um, and also, yeah, and the pull of the past too. They're also similar yet so different at the same yeah, time. They have a lot in common with mm -hmm. each other, especially when you see it in the context of Moses and the Israelites mm -hmm. <clears throat> wanting to turn around. It's kind of this attraction to do a U-turn. Yeah. And just that general pull of the past. And as I was preparing for this message, there was a scripture that jumped off the pages mm -hmm. uh, uh, from the Bible. I put it in the message. I'd like to share it again yeah. here. And I, maybe, I don't know if you people have read this before and how it struck you. But for someone who loves to think about the past, who I, I subscribe to historical journals about oh, the Brethren in Christ Church. Nice. And so I, I enjoy thinking about the past, how things were in the past. Yeah. But then there's this scripture, a tidbit of wisdom mm -hmm. from the wisdom literature in the Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 7. And in verse 10, it says, very straightforward, it says, Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it's not wise to ask such questions Ooh. <laughs> and thought you know all of us think oh the good old days yeah um, and those are it's interesting to think how those are different for all of us yep. younger people the good old days are more recent yeah. <laughs> and perhaps for older people the good old days are more they're further away in the past and so for me, the good old days could be the 1990s. And yeah. Julie, I don't know what the good old days would be for you. But. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe a little more recent yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. We, it's funny, we were looking through um, pictures, you know, Facebook memories yeah. come up. And there was one of a good friend that came up from five years ago. And I, so I sent it to her and said, "Woo, didn't we look like all, you know, fresh that day and, and uh, things like that. And then we were like, oh that was so much fun but like oh you know and uh we thought oh yeah that was so fun and we started looking back at other old pictures and so yeah I experienced a, a bit of that last night actually <laughs> and that's natural and, and it yeah. can it's not necessarily all bad yes. but I do recognize and I think this word of wisdom from scripture to not always be thinking oh why is today and like why are the days why were the good old days in the past and why are things not like that today and, and to just mull that over 
uh, I don't think is healthy. It's not wise. No. Um, but wisdom, and I think the scripture teaches for us, yes, remember, remember how God worked in the past. Remember mm-hmm. the story of Moses. Remember how God freed them from Israel. Remember yeah. every, remember this whole story. Don't forget it. But remember it, not so that you want to go back to it, but remember it so that you have courage and faith and hope that will propel you into the future. Yes. So our memory is not to pull us into the past, but to propel us into the future. Yeah. Well, and like you were talking about driving earlier in the message, if you're driving, you need to look ahead. If you were driving straight ahead, looking in the rearview mirror, you would likely cause an accident. You need to glance in the rearview mirror, but not that's not where your focus should be right yeah Yeah. so it's food for thought because making a u-turn if you're on the right road if you're headed the right direction never make a (laughs) u-turn if you do that you're no longer going to get where you need to go where you should go to the good destination now the flip side is also true if you're going the wrong way then you need to make a U-turn. And that's how I thought in this podcast today, just to make the reminder, if for some reason, as you've listened to this message and you've looked at the story of Moses and the Israelites and you realized you made a U-turn somewhere along the way and it's taking you away from God's best, away from his will, well, then it's time to make another U-turn. But this would be a Mm -hmm. good one to get back on track and get following Jesus and don't allow things uh, like the pull of the past or like idols, things that would turn your attention away from God, or the addiction to familiarity and fear of the future Mm -hmm. keep you from going in the direction you need to go. Mm, That's that's some very good advice. Um, Do you have any other closing thoughts for us as we wrap up? I think the only thought I would like to leave is the, the closing scripture I shared on Sunday morning. And just to say that as a group, as a church, let's be numbered among those that don't turn back. Mm. Uh, Hebrews 10, 39 says, we don't belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and be saved. And so I encourage each of you who are listening, and I take courage myself, looking to Jesus, who's leading us to say, let's follow him steadfastly, no matter what, and not turn back. Awesome. Thank you very much, Pastor Trevor. That was a a very a challenging message, a good message, and um, yeah, I appreciated that one. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Pastor Trevor, you can reach him at trevor at waynefleetbic.com, and my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com if you'd like to get in touch with me. We are thankful that you tuned in today, and if you enjoyed listening, please feel welcome to share this podcast um, with friends or family, and we look forward to connecting with you next week. Have a great week. Yep. God bless you, everybody.